Max rooting off the red nosed reindeer, you word. Oh, oh. <laughs> that clip always makes me laugh, man. I figured I'd play it's around the holiday season, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Welcome back. Motherfucking episode 23, the Jordan episode in this bitch. Today is December 28th. I hope everybody had a good holiday, assuming you're not still on holiday. We're kind of in that weird period between Christmas and New Year. It's like literally the laziest fucking week of the whole year, probably. Everyone's got the itis, been eating a bunch of food with the fam, home-cooked goods, Christmas cookies and shit, and then you gotta wait a whole nother week just to party your face off again for New Year's. Um, so yeah, New Year's Eve is coming up on this Thursday. I don't know if anyone else has plans. I'm probably not doing shit, given the current climate. Also, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this year kind of just sucks, so maybe that's more incentive to go wild on New Year's. Maybe you want to just play it safe and not jinx 2021. I don't know. I'm not telling you how to feel. Just telling you what the fuck is good, all right? So yeah, we're in that weird, lazy week right now, the 28th, Monday, back to work, you know the fucking vibes out here, but I don't know if you could tell, so I know I mentioned with the music stuff, I was playing them off the monitor speakers here, so the monitor speakers and the microphone that I'm using right now are both connected to the same audio interface, so I realized when I would play the music off of the speakers that was also connected to the mic that was live. It was creating a little, you know, it wasn't super clear. It was kind of creating some feedback. So now I'm trying something new. I don't know if this is going to be any better at all. 
but I just got my little Bluetooth speaker, the JBL, and I'm going to play music off of that and just hold it up to the mic and have the monitors completely off. I'm hoping that will kind of clear up any of that feedback on the audio tip, but there's only one way to find out, you know what I'm saying? Trial and error. We're trying new things out here. Experimenting at the K motherfucking podcast, okay? So, um, yeah, man. Like I said, hope everyone had a happy holidays. Hope you're still having a happy holidays. Hopefully, um, we can turn turn this shit around, man, in 2021. You know what I'm saying? I think we're all kind of fed up with uh, the way shit has been going through this year, 2020. So, PMA, trying to keep shit popping. But, as always, man... Well, first off, as always, I appreciate you guys checking in, okay? This is your Christmas gift to me without even knowing it. You tuning in, all right? So I appreciate it. Unwrapped, all that shit. Fuck it. Let me get that. Uh, But also, as always, I can't do this shit without you guys, you know? So all I ask, hit the little like, hit the little subscribe, the follow if you want to share it. You know what I'm saying? I know some people tune in on the regular. I know others kind of tune in infrequently when it's convenient, which is, you know, that's kind of what podcasts are for, in my opinion. It's not, you don't necessarily have to even listen in chronological order if you don't want to. You can just pop in whenever you want. You know what I'm saying? Just come check in with the kid. But I'm here for you, man. KPOD is what we do right But yeah, man, all that good shit. Like, subscribe, follow, share, comment. You know what I mean? All that. But we're going to get right into it because I know we don't have any uh, listener questions today. So we will go ahead. First things first, we got some kind of somber topics today. So I'm going to start with the more positive shit. Um, first things first, I know I've mentioned Drink Champs on here before. It's a podcast hosted by Nori and DJ EFN. It's all, you know, it's a podcast slash YouTube series. So they got the video component that I was checking out the other day. And they had the legendary producer who's worked with Nori throughout almost his whole career. And that is Pharrell. The legend Pharrell, I mean, you definitely know who Pharrell is. Even if you don't know who he is, you actually do know who he is. Um, He was part of NERD. He had all those songs with Snoop, Drop It Like It's Hot, Beautiful, all those joints. Um, He, what was that most recent song, Happy? Because I'm happy. Yeah, that's Pharrell. You know Pharrell. So he was on the show, and... They were sipping, what was it, that uh, Purple Rain, that Purple Rain, some crazy uh, alcohol concoction drink shit that I'd never heard of. I just wanted to bring it up mainly because of the conversation that they were having, and specifically Pharrell. I mean, to me, he always seemed like a very calm collected, down-to-earth, humble person, and just watching this Drink Champs interview or podcast kind of just solidified that. He was really talking a lot about, you know, having a mentality of peace, never trying to 
be someone that he's not. You know, multiple times he kept saying, like, I, you know, I'm not a tough guy. Uh, he kept jokingly saying, like, I will, you know, I will snitch. I will tell the police I'm not from the streets and shit like that. Because, <laughs> you know, one of his monikers is Skateboard P. Like, he's a, he's a small dude, first off, but I th- he's from Virginia Beach. And I know, um, I mean, just like I said, and just from his music, I would imagine that he's not a very tough guy. Not that that matters, but his content of the music isn't, you know, street shit. It's not, doesn't scream thug by any means, even known. He, I think he helped Nori make Super Thug, but that's besides the point. So, and that's what's funny. Nori and Pharrell are from two completely different walks of life. You know, Nori is everything I just said. Pharrell's not. But it was a good episode, man. I fuck with Pharrell heavy. Definitely being a music producer as well. Somebody that I look up to and appreciate his work greatly. So, I just wanted to shine some light on that. I know they've had a couple interviews on there recently that were... um, not noteworthy in my opinion not that they were bad episodes but just not you know nothing to write home about but then when I saw Pharrell on there I mean he's a fucking living legend so definitely shouts to Pharrell shouts to Nori DJ EFN the whole Drink Champs crew yeah I mean and also just talking about spirituality he Pharrell does mention God a lot and like the Bible and stuff like that so I'm assuming he's a Christian, but more kind of outside of just religion. Um, they do talk about just spirituality and, you know, kind of being in touch with yourself, knowing who you are, you know, being grounded, meditating, all things like that that can help you achieve that spiritual wellness. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was a good episode, man. Check that out. I thought that was pretty good. And then some other good news it's funny because I just saw this this morning, and thank God because I would have reported some inaccurate news, I guess, but fake news, as he would say. <laughs> so what I was going to report because I saw over the weekend was that Trump was not going to sign the new stimulus package. I know we talked about it either last episode or a couple of episodes ago. So I was reading this article about, you know, basically how fucked the poor class was going to be if Trump doesn't or didn't sign this shit, this new stimulus package. And then sure enough, this morning I saw a new update that I guess he finally backed down and decided to sign this thing. So I'll read you this quick little excerpt from this article. The article reads... President Trump on Sunday signed the government funding and coronavirus relief package, the White House said, averting a government shutdown and delivering economic aid as the pandemic worsens. Trump signed off on the 2.3 trillion pa- excuse me, 2.3 trillion dollar package from his Mar-a-Lago estate in Palm Beach, Florida. Get out of my state, fool. Uh, <laughs> days after he expressed displeasure with the spending outlined in the omnibus and complained that the coronavirus relief measure should include direct payments of $2,000 per person, up from $600. But the delay came after Trump single-handedly brought the government to the brink of a shutdown and unemployment benefits expired for millions of Americans Saturday as the bill went unsigned. 
Trump has visited his golf club in Florida each day since arriving to the state in Wednesday and has made no public appearances. He did so again on Sunday, both before and after signing the legislation. And this is Trump. Uh, this is a direct quote from Trump. I will sign the omnibus and COVID package with a strong message that makes clear to Congress that wasteful items need to be removed, Trump said in a statement upon signing the legislation. I will send back to Congress a red-lined version, item by item, accompanied by the formal rescission request to Congress insisting that those funds be removed from the bill. And if you want to blame someone, blame China. <laughs> All right, I added that last part. Um, Trump's, de Trump's demand that Congress claw back some of the spending greenlighted under the bill is already facing pushback. In a sign that congressional leaders are likely to ignore it. The House Appropriations Committee has jurisdiction over rescissions and our Democratic majority will reject any rescission submitted by President Trump. House Appropriations Committee Chairwoman Nita Lowey said in a statement. Lowey, Lowey, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. Uh, representative from New York. So yeah, that is the latest update on the stimulus package. It looks like it is coming now. $2.3 trillion to be exact, which is fucking nuts. Um, it sounds like a ludicrous amount of money because it is, but from what I was reading prior to him signing it, like I said while I was reading over the weekend, the statistics that they were showing... I guess they did a study at Columbia University um, with, you know, I guess interviewing different people who are currently living in poverty and would be further driven into poverty had the new stimulus package not been approved and signed by the White House. Um, so, yeah, it's fucking, I don't know, man, it's pretty goddamn nuts, you know what I'm saying? But... That's that, so that's good news for anybody who needs that money. Um, much love to you guys. I know, you know, people need this shit, man, so let's get it out there. Whatever we gotta do, I'm not a fucking financial expert by any means, and like I said, luckily I'm not in dire need for that money, which I'm grateful for, um, but I know a lot of people are, so that is good news, you know, just in time for the holiday spirit, you know what I'm saying? But moving on, um, this other story I saw was pretty interesting. It's, you know, tied into all the police brutality that's been going on pretty much since the pandemic started. I mean, much before that, but it's been being highlighted a lot since the, uh, since the pandemic started back in March or whatever it was. So I saw a video a few days ago, we, you know, we're so used to seeing these videos of these cops either beating up, abusing, or just flat out shooting and killing um, young gentlemen, usually young black gentlemen. So this video I saw, I was a fan of, um, 
basically, well, it, you know, it doesn't start out great. They're, they are arresting a, a gentleman in Harvey, Illinois. They're arresting this guy. He's not, um, he's not resisting by any means. You could tell, because it's a video, you can see his body language, you can see how they're treating him and stuff. And initially, the arresting officers seem to be just doing their job. They're putting him in cuffs. They're not necessarily being too rough with him. Uh, I guess it d depends where you draw that line of too rough, but it didn't appear like they were doing anything out of line, you know, just subduing the the gentleman, putting cuffs on him, and just trying to arrest him and get him in the car and shit. But while they're doing that, or rather kind of right after they finish putting him in cuffs, some more cops show up and everything, and the arresting officers are walking this gentleman to their police vehicle, you know, I'm assuming just to transport this dude to the local county jail or whatever the case is. But one of the cops who showed up later um, gets out of the car, and they're kind of, you know, how cops are. They all just stand there, watch their buddies arrest this dude, like, yeah, we're fucking cops, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to intimidate you and just, they got nothing better to do, apparently. But I'm assuming the dude in cuffs must have been talking shit or he said something that he maybe should not have. But it resulted in one of the cops that showed up later striking this dude in the face. And like I said, this dude, um, he's already in cuffs. He can't really do much. It's not like he even spit on you. It looks like he just said something that I guess the cop took the wrong way. And the cop hits this guy in the face, right? Which obviously isn't the good part. But fast forward a little bit. Later in the video, that cop is now in cuffs. So I guess it looks like at least they arrested the cop who, who was out of line. You know, who smacked this fucking citizen in cuffs. Granted, if he was actually charged or convicted or whatever, or even, you know, fired from the force, I have no idea. But from the video, it looks like he was actually being arrested, the cop. And another part that I enjoyed was, you know, he smacked the dude in cuffs, right? And you would think all the other cops, as we've seen before, kind of just turn the other cheek or ignore it, act like they didn't see anything or whatever, but the arresting officer who was transporting the the citizen in cuffs to the car is actually the one, once he saw the other police officer smack this dude, he kind of, you know what I'm saying, he calls him out. He points to the other cops. He says, yo, you know, put this motherfucker in, cu in cuffs, bro. Like, you can't, you can't do that shit. I get it. You're a cop. You think you're, you think you're above the law, you know what I mean? But you can't just smack you can't smack anybody in the face nowadays. Back in the day, you know what I'm saying, different story, but you can't hit anybody. You know, I mean? that's an assault charge, let alone somebody who's in handcuffs already being arrested. Unless, like I said earlier, unless this dude uh, in the cuffs had hit you or was trying to attack you or spit on you or something, because I believe spitting on a police officer can also be considered assault. But yeah, man, I just thought that was crazy that this cop just had the balls and the audacity to do this shit, period. But to do it, I mean, it was broad daylight, you know what I mean? I just, they're getting too comfortable, I think. So I, I did like seeing the cop being arrested for doing some fuck shit, which is rare, you know what I mean? So I did want to bring some light to that. 
So yeah, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? But last but not least, we have some tragic news. I'm sure you guys have heard by now. Like I said, today's Monday, and I believe this happened on Friday night slash Saturday morning, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, no, I take that back. It was Christmas morning, so Friday, Thursday night slash Friday morning, um, there was a bomb, a huge explosion in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. And as of this morning, they finally identified the suspect who, you know, caused all of this fucking trauma. I'll read you this quick article or excerpt. Uh, Investigators continue to look at any and all possible motives in the Nashville explosion after identifying the bomber as Anthony Quinn Warner. The early Christmas morning explosion, which took place in the city's downtown area, left at least three injured and damaged more than 40 buildings. Investigators have said the RV involved in the Nashville explosion was broadcasting a female voice warning to evacuate with the countdown clock mixed with the song Downtown by Petula Clark. And I've never heard of that artist or that song. So let's see. Let's see what this song is about. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown, just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Linger on the sidewalk where the neon signs are pretty. How can you lose the light so much brighter there? You can't forget all your troubles, forget all your cares, so go downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. No final place for sure, downtown. Everything's waiting for you. Downtown. Don't hang around let your problems surround you there are movie shows downtown maybe you know some little places to go to where they never close downtown just listen to the rhythm of a gentle Forget all your troubles, forget all your cares, so go downtown, where all the lights are bright, downtown, waiting for you tonight, downtown, you're gonna be alright. Alright, that's pretty fucking morbid, because that song is obviously intended as like a happy song. So the fact that dude used it for this scenario is pretty creepy, man. That kind of gives me the chills. Um, Fuck, man. I hope everyone's good. Yeah, man, that's fucking weird as fuck. 
definitely eerie. It almost reminds me, it seems like something Tarantino would do in one of his movies or something, play a cheerful-ass song like that during, like, a shoot 'em up scene, you know, or... And for all we know, that was Mr. Warner's favorite song, so maybe he just wanted to hear his favorite song while he was blowing himself up as a send-off, or he just wanted it for the, you know, ironic downtown factor. I don't know, man. Before I even read that shit, basically what happened was there was an RV that was parked in downtown Nashville. It, I guess it arrived late Thursday night, right? So the night on Christmas Eve night. And then what residents of downtown Nashville were saying was around 4, 4.30 in the morning on, on Friday, on Christmas Day. Oh, excuse me. I got the fucking hiccups. They heard gunfire, right? They, they interviewed this lady. I forget her name. But she said she heard gunfire at 4.30 in the morning or so. So she woke up, uh, called the police, obviously. And then shortly after the gunfire, they heard an announcer or just like it, some sort of announcement being made that this RV that was parked on the street, I think it was coming from the loudspeakers of the RV. It was essentially, like the article said, this female voice just announcing there is a a bomb on this RV or like this RV will explode in 15 minutes. Please evacuate and started a 15 minute countdown. And luckily, I guess the silver lining is that this dude, Mr. Warner, did put some sort of countdown on there. Like they said, the motive is still unsure what I was reading this morning also was, because it was right outside this AT&T building, supposedly, in Nashville, which I figured he was maybe a disgruntled ex-employee who was maybe laid off because of COVID or something and was trying to get even or something like that. But from what I was reading this morning, it said he wasn't technically an employee of any company down there. I guess he was more of like an independent contractor who would do IT work and stuff like that. But I also did read that as a result of the explosion, a lot of cell service, being that he blew up an AT&T building and a bunch of other buildings, a lot of cell service in that Nashville, you know, uh, middle America, Kentucky and stuff in that area, I guess they did experience a lot of dropping of service and things, a lot of malfunctioning with the cell phones and shit. So it makes me wonder if it was some sort of maybe a part of a plot to hack, some sort of hacking scheme or something that I'm, you know, not smart enough to fucking know about. But they also said, I think a day or two later, you know, no, I guess this recent article said three were injured, but luckily there was no casualties, or originally that's what they thought. And then later, I guess they found out, they found, they said body parts originally, and then at that kind of switched to just tissue. They found human tissue that had enough DNA on it to run the, the lab analysis and everything, and that's how they identified Mr. Warner. But... 
I think that goes without saying that this was a suicide bombing, you know? The fact that there was only tissue and small body fragments left behind leads me to believe, and the article confirmed, that he was inside the RV when it went off, supposedly. Unless he's on some crazy super scheme shit where maybe he, you know, cut off a little bit of his skin or something and left it behind on some creepy, like, you know, Hannibal Lecter type shit. Because, I don't know, people who do things like that, but bomb downtown areas for allegedly no reason, I would like to think that something... There's a couple screws loose up there, you know what I'm saying? So what kind of planning went into this and whatever, I really have no idea. I'm still trying to make sense of it myself. But I did just want to, you know, talk about that because it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's obviously a very impactful incident in our now U.S. history, which is also, you know, a horrible way to end this year 2020 that we've been experiencing with all this other bullshit going on so but I also wanted to shout out and send love to my two buddies or three buddies living up in Nashville um Ren Harry and James you know I got some friends up there and I I think I've mentioned on here before actually that I'm a horrible friend because I haven't visited you guys yet and I definitely am going to do that uh this kind of reminded me of that too, you know what I'm saying? I could have, if I was a good friend, I could have fucking seen this downtown area before it was partially destroyed by this goddamn bomb, but, you know, shit happens, I guess, so, but yeah, much love to uh, everybody up in Nashville, specifically in the downtown area, Um, I hope you guys are safe, I hope this didn't ruin anyone's Christmas too bad, it's definitely, you know, it's fucked up news, and I hate to end the pod this way on a somber note. I actually need, I need like a like a happy song. I know in the Joe Budden podcast, anytime I talk about you know anything sad or that's kind of brings the mood down, they always play uh, that song "Outstanding." Outstanding, you know, just to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. So I think I actually might have the perfect song for this shit. Let me see real quick. One, two, T-O-P, hit!
sir. Yeah, that might have to be the new happy song, man. That's uh, T.O.P. Adjacent by Gordon Goodwin's Big Fat Band. You motherfucking right. Uh, so yeah, that might have to be the happy song, man. I don't know. We'll see. But that's all I got for you today, man. It's going to wrap up 23, episode 23, the Jordan episode. You wait. K Podcast. I also did want to say big shout out to Buzz, my dog Buzzy, and my homegirl Tara. I got to meet up with them over the weekend, and we had some refreshing conversations that I may shed some light on next episode, but we're wrapping this shit up, man, at 30 minutes. But yeah, much love to Buzz and Tara. Much love to you guys for listening. Stay tuned. What the fuck? What the hell? <laughs> it's the second, second time I've done this shit. Fucking myself up, man. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned, okay? That's all I can ask of you. It's K-Pod signing off, episode 23. We'll see you next time. Peace! 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 Peace!